Good morning, everybody. Are you ready for a new week? Because it's a new week. It is Monday, and it's 10 o'clock, and that means it's time for 10 with Tim. I'm Tim. Uh, good to see you. We go verse by verse uh, uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you find podcasts or wherever you plug into social media. My name is Tim Harris. I'm pastor of Woodburn Baptist Church, and I just go verse by verse each day through the Word of God. And uh, I want you to do it with me. Some of you have been with me for several years, and we've made a lot of progress. And right now, we are sort of spending a couple of weeks in the Psalms. Psalms, uh, there's 150 Psalms in the book of Psalms. And rather than just start and plunge through those, we have sort of taken those in, uh, I'm going to take them in three different sections. So right now, we're in the middle section, and we are in Psalm 64 and Psalm 65 for today. We're taking about two Psalms a day right now. Uh, so this is where we are today. It's Monday, and it's the start of a new week, and the start of a new week in the Word. And I am so glad you're with me, so very glad you're with me. I love you so much. You make me study harder. You make me smarter, because i got to be smarter uh, to be with you every single day. And uh, my goodness, uh, I hope you're growing too. We're in the Word of God. It can't be bad, right? It's food for our souls every day. And Psalm 64 and Psalm 65 are certainly that. Let's talk about it. Psalm 64 is, uh, again, I've just tried to say, always try to figure out what kind of psalm it is. And this is what I would call a personal lament. It's not what I would call it. It's what people would call a personal lament. It's a single person. God, listen to my complaint. That's the giveaway. A lament usually is it's a complaint. And so uh, this one's a very classic uh, lament. It starts with a complaint. It goes to a description of the enemy and then ends with a word of confidence. Again, I love how it always goes from complaint to confidence. You can't take your burdens and lay them down in God's you know, lap and then pick up and turn around and still be upset and anxious and fearful. You know, Once you give it to God, you come back with confidence. And these psalms of lament always seem to bear that out. No matter what situation you start out in, after you pray about it, uh, you're going to have a different kind of outlook. And Psalm 64 shows that transformation even in the process of the praying. Oh God, listen to my complaint. Protect my life from my enemy's threats. This is also what is sometimes called a psalm of protection. The idea is uh, we know we got enemies and we know what they're going to do. They're talking about doing it. They're threatening to do it. The point is they ain't done it yet. You know, Psalm 64, they haven't done it yet. They're planning on it. They're probably going to do it because you know they're going to do it. God and I both know they're going to do it. They just haven't done it yet. So this is a psalm of prayer for protection. Lord, don't let them do what they're planning on doing. Don't let them. Uh, don't let them, Lord. Uh, hide me from the plots of this evil mob, from this gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues. Pay attention to the way they're coming after me. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim their bitter words like arrows. I think the Hebrew there uh, usually, I think the Hebrew could be translated uh, poison words. You know, it's like they, you know, they, they tip their arrows with poison words. Isn't that, isn't that an amazing phrase? They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. You know, so they ain't got me yet, but man, next time I step out of house, you know, they're, they're going to point and shoot and I'm going to get it, Lord. So don't let them get me. You know, they encourage each other, man. They're in all in this together. They're all talking about me and they think nobody even knows what they're planning. Uh, Obviously, verse 7 is the turning point there. 
God himself will shoot him down with his arrows. So I uh, said, so pay attention to their weapons because in the psalm, God uses their own weapons against them. So if they thought they you know, were going to come after me with their arrows, well, God's a better archer, you know, and he's going to, uh, you know, th- uh, notice how in the psalm, the irony is they shoot, but then they get shot. You know, they, they aim their arrows, but then they get shot with arrows from God's own bow. Their own tongues will ruin them. You see, uh, it's that idea that their plan for me is going to come against them. The weapons that they formed against me will come back and actually take them themselves out. So I love the way it's a psalm of protection, which means God's going to protect me. And I don't have to spend my time out there fighting people. You know, God will, God's got my back and God will take care of me. And I don't need to worry and think about them so much. The godly will rejoice in the Lord, find shelter in him, and those who do what is right will praise him. I just love that. It's a simple, short psalm of laments, protection, and of course it ends on that amazing note of confidence. Let's do Psalm 65, uh, because I love Psalm 65. If you notice a theme, I kind of love them all, but I really love Psalm 65. Uh, I see, and this is just me, but I see in Psalm 65 uh, sort of three different... um, three different prayers, what we could say, uh, three different, uh, and each of these praise is called for, but uh, it's, it's, it, there really are three, I think, three distinctive prayers in Psalm 65. Verses one, two, three, and four, there's this prayer for forgiveness, and I love it. Verse three, we are overwhelmed by our sins, but you forgive them all. Uh, what joy for those that you choose to bring near. Uh, man, we're overwhelmed by our sins. I, I, are we though? You know, I mean, let's, can we be honest? Me and you, are, are we though? You and I probably aren't that overwhelmed with our sins. Is it because we don't sin or is it because we just don't think about our sin? We don't call our sin, sin, man. We can see other people's sins, but we don't see the sin with the man in the mirror. And, uh, and, and that is my problem. Uh, what happens with that? If I don't see myself and see my sin, then I don't see my need for forgiveness, which means I don't understand my need for God, which means I miss out on the joy, you know, and the freedom and the access and worship that comes when God forgives me. Only God can forgive me. Uh, I was at a pool one day, and this little kid, his name is Trevor. Trevor got uh, Trevor jumped in the pool, but before his mama said he could go, so she made him come out and sit by the pool in time out. And so he was sitting and pulled time out. He couldn't get in the water. And every adult that walked by, this kid would say, can I get up? Hey, hey, Pastor Tim, can I get up? You know, <laughs> well, it's like, it don't matter if I say you can get up. The only person who can say you can get up is the person who told you to go to time out. You know, it's your mama. And, and in that sense, uh, my sin, you know, uh, you know, I guess there's a whole world of people that say I sin against them, and, and I do. I let people down all the time, but truly all of my sin is against God, and only God is the one who can, who can remove my guilt. Only God is the one who can forgive me, but He does. That's the point. He does. He does. I'm overwhelmed with my sins, but you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, you know? So that forgiveness brings joy and freedom and access and worship and I love that. And that's just four verses. That's the first little prayer for forgiveness. You see that? The next part, I, I see verses five to eight as a, as a prayer for God to make things right. 
You know, some people are trustworthy with power and some people aren't trustworthy with power. A while back, I heard a news story of this bunch of redneck thugs that, you know, robbed a bank in their little town. And then the dummies, like, stayed right in town and started, you know, spending their money. You know, you know like, like, what are you, like, they literally the dumbest criminals in America. It's like they got this power, they got this money, and then they're too dumb to use it in, in a way that isn't just dumb, you know, so... You know, most of us can't handle power. I mean, don't get me started. I mean, most people in positions of power don't know what to do with power, obviously. Um, but the amazing thing is God, who has all the power in heaven and earth, God God can be trusted with it, and God's always going to use all his power to do good. So verses 5 to 8, you know, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. You know, I mean, God doesn't just answer. He answers with awesomeness, you know. Uh, you're the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. And then uh, you formed the mountains by your mighty power. You armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans, the pounding waves, silenced the shouting of the nations. You know, there's just this reality that, man, the whole world has gone wrong. There's so many things wrong with the world. But God is the God who makes all these things right. You know, God is the God who forms the mountains. God is the God who calms the storm, who quiets the seas. And that even includes the storm in you, you know, the crashing waves in you. God and God alone has the power to calm and correct everything that's wrong with this world. And he is going to, he is going to, that's the promise. So from the ends of the earth, we all praise him. Where the sun rises to where the sun sets, you inspire shots of joy. You know, so God, it's a prayer for God to, to make all things right. And then the last one is just a really simple prayer for rain. Yo, verses nine, you know, nine to 13, it's a prayer for rain. Um, I've been in science class. I know where rain comes from. There's a water cycle, a process that starts with evaporation, condensation, precipitation. I know where rain comes from. You know, the psalm says this river of God has plenty of water, you know. And in the ancient world, they thought like that, 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 that God had a river that overflowed and watered the earth. Or perhaps the water would come from the wheels of his chariot as he would thunder across the sky. Uh, you know, or maybe there were windows in heaven and there was water above. And sometimes God just opened a window and let the rain fall. Um, that's the ancient world, right? But we got science now, right? We understand condensation, precipitation. We understand evaporation. But um, don't let your understanding ever make you forget that it's God who waters the earth. Uh, it's not that there are windows, literal windows in heaven. It's not that there's water flinging off the mud flaps of his chariot. Um, no, it's a complicated process more complicated than ancient people knew i promise you more complicated than we know too so don't forget the fact that this world has a maker and he still makes it rain he still waters this earth he still provides everything that we need and 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 i love it it's a beautiful picture of creation and how god who is the creator, didn't just make it and then disappear off into the distance. He continues to sustain his creation. He waters it like his garden, and he cares for all things. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep, and the valleys are carpeted with grain. 
they all shout and sing for joy. There is this nonstop, unstoppable song of all creation and everything in all creation brings him joy and brings him delight and brings him praise perfectly, you know? So this psalm is this wonderful invitation for you and me to join this song. You know, we got three good reasons to praise him. He forgives our sins. He makes all the wrong things right. And he sustains the life of everything on this planet. Don't you think you could praise him today? You know, praise him. All the creation praises him perfectly. So you and I, we got no excuse. Praise him. Praise him today from the very bottom of your heart, the depths of your soul. Give him praise. Uh, that's the word of God today, Psalm 64, Psalm 65, doing two at a time. So for tomorrow, we will pick up with Psalm 66 and Psalm 67. So listen, have a great Monday. Y'all know what that means. Today's my day off. Lord willing, I will grocery shop at Myers. I will clean the house and, uh, and I will try to honor and praise God in everything I do and say. I hope you'll do the same thing. I'll see you in the morning. Stay in the word. I'll see you in the morning. Psalm 66, Psalm 67, 10 o'clock uh, for Tim with Tim. I love you guys so much. Have a good day.